0: Praise the Lord, everybody. It is an honor to be in the house of the Lord tonight. The worship here is just amazing. The presence of God that I feel in this place. I could just do that for hours, you know. I just feel that God is going to do great and mighty things. And this praise team is awesome. Let's give them all a hand. God has confirmed some things. I would like to thank Brother Elisadi. He's uh, in the Holy Ghost. And uh, I could feel in in some of the things he said, you know, there's preachers here, there's evangelists here, there's worship singers here, there's administrators here. And I believe that God wants to call you today. So you may uh, work your way back to your seats. It's great to be in Tyler, Texas, and I love what God is doing, what he's going to do. And uh, I believe that there's miracles in the atmosphere and this church, and this time, and you are going to do great and mighty things. Uh, I'd like to give honor to Pastor Greg and Sister Greg. They're some of our very best friends, and they're just anointed, and they just follow and thirst after God. I mean, if there was more people like y'all, the world would be a lot better place. And I mean, they're, they're some of the best people. They're my some of my best friends, and I love them and honor them. And uh, I, I mean that, and it's... I'm. Um it's an honor to have my wife, my beautiful wife, Ariel, and our two kids. We got Hadley and Rayleigh. They're here with me tonight, and uh, I'm glad that they're here. I know God has a word. He's been working on me, and I believe that it's for this generation, for this church. He knew who would be here tonight, and he wants to do great and mighty things. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and start it off. I'm going to open up in the book of Jonah, if you want to turn there. If you got your phones or your Bible, if you had turned to Jonah chapter one, and I'm going to first open off with uh, verses one through three. Jonah chapter one, verses one, it says, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of the Amittite saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city and cry against it for the wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish and he paid a fare thereof and went down into it to go uh, with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah had a call of God on his life. God wanted him to do something. He wanted him to go to Nineveh, but Jonah ran. He ran from the presence of God. He ran from the call of God you would lift up your voice with me right now and let's just pray that God would touch our hearts, touch our minds, that he would speak and let the Holy Ghost move in a mighty way right now in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of your name, in the name of Jesus, touch every person, every young person, every old person, every person under the sound of my voice. Let them hear you speak directly to him. Let them, let them hear, speak directly to her, God. Move them, stir the gifts, God. Let their, thy kingdom come, let thy will be done. Move in a mighty way. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are deserving of all the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. As I began to study and pray about what I would speak Jonah just kept coming up to my mind. And I want to share, I'm going to go into the story and I'm going to read some more passages of scripture and tell you more about Jonah's life. But before I go there, I want to share a story of someone who is very similar to each and every one of you. It's a young man. He's, you know, about the age of 12 years old. He you know, felt the call of God on his life, he would go to services, he would go to youth rallies just like this, he would sit in pews just like you, he would feel the same Holy Ghost that you feel, he would listen to the fire and the presence of God as ministers would preach, and he knew that there was just something different about him, but this young man, he had dreams, he had goals, like he wanted to do great things, and he had all this in his mind of what, oh man, like what could I do, what am I going to do with my life? Is that as he began to think about those things, you know, there was something that kept coming up. He's like, man, like, I want to play baseball. Like, I like baseball a lot. I want to go play in college and I want to go be pro. I want to play in the MLB, you know, every 12 year old's dream. Some of you might be 12, some of you might be older, but he dreamed these things and he thought, well, what will I need to do to make these things happen? So he started playing baseball. He started practicing. He played on these traveling teams. He would go all over the place and play. And play. He uh, began to kind of step out. He got better and better, and before you knew it, like he was, you know, a little bit better than everybody else who was around him. And he knew that he wasn't the most talented. He wasn't the best in the room. He wasn't the best on the field. But he knew if he would practice and practice, hard work would pay off. And even though somebody else might be more talented, he knew if he worked harder, you know, he he could do great things. He would be more consistent. So this, this went on for years. He would go to church camps throughout, you know, feel the presence of God, feel the call of God on his life, but he was like Jonah. He was kind of running, you know. So here, here he comes. He's in high school now. He's a a freshman. And as he's he's there, you know, he he makes the varsity team because he's the first one to practice. He's the last one to leave. He's doing everything he can do. Like he's taking, you know, protein shakes, vitamin shakes, working out, eating, doing everything that you're supposed to do. And uh, he played, you know, even though that some of the kids were, you know, three or four years older than him, uh, he still made the team. He got to go to the uh, Final Four, to the state playoffs, and man, he's living his dream. He's living it up, right? Like, he's going places. So the next year, he just does the same thing, gets a little better. So that's his sophomore year. His junior year, things really begin to take off. And uh he's throwing harder. He's throwing a fastball in the upper eighties. He's playing third base. He's hitting home runs. He's doing everything that the world tells you to do. The next year was even bigger. He worked harder and harder. He was the last one there. The, you know, the he was just working. And things began to change in his life. People began to notice. There were scouts that began to come to games. There was players that would begin to say, oh man, like. You're, man, you're getting good. And whenever he would get on the field and he would hit, the ball field would just stop. Everybody would stop what they're doing and they'd watch him hit home runs and like, man, you're like you're doing awesome. Like, you're going to go play. You're going to do great things. So he's going on and he's on the news. You know, the news would come to the game. Like he'd be on the news and he's living it up. But that young man, he had a call of God on his life. He still knew that he wanted to do great things. And as he was at a church camp, you know, that summer, you know, he, he was going, but he's like, oh, I'm going to play baseball. He got invited to go to the Kansas City Royals tryout. He played and he did really good. And then there was several other teams, you know, colleges that wanted him to come play, you know, Enterprise, Ozark, Alabama. They're like, hey, can you come play for us? And all these things are going on. And he prayed. He's like, God, if you want me to play for them, let them offer. So he goes out, has the best day of his life. He fields every ball. He throws it across the diamond, hits it, you know, right in their chest. Perfect. Didn't make an error. He hitting laser beams all over the ball field. The players liked him. They said, hey, man, like, you need to come play with us. Like, you know, we got a party tonight. Like, you know, we got you a girl. Like, you know, it's going to be great. Come to college. Come play with us. That's what the world tells you to do. And, you know, he was there at that tryout and, you know, everybody began to leave, and they said, "Hey, you stay like sitting sit down right there in our dugout." so everybody left, and later they came out and said, "Hey, we want you to come play for us if you'll just give us a phone call, we'll work everything out. All you have to do is call and it's a done deal you're you're on the team, man. so you know he he gets up and he walks out to his truck and hops in. he begins to leave. He's at the valley of decision. he doesn't know you know he's got his dream right there, but he been going to church. And what I didn't tell you is that young man, he was in a service kind of like this. And there was a preacher up there preaching. Don't even know what his name is. And he he was preaching and he said, Hey, I don't know why I'm preaching this. He said, whenever I was playing in high school, I was really good. I was a football player. And he said, you know, I went on to play college. There was pro teams that were going. he's like, they wanted me to come play in the NFL. He's like, I had my shot. I had my dream. I could have made millions. But he said, I felt the call of God on my life. And for some reason, he said, I couldn't go. I couldn't go to the NFL. And he's calling out. He's like, somebody's here who's in a similar situation. Like, you've got an opportunity and that you could do great and mighty things of what the world is telling you to do. But like, you need to follow God. But he was at that camp and he walked away. He still went on and he goes to all these tryouts and he's just like Jonah. He has the call of God. Like the Lord came to Jonah and said, Jonah, son of you know, the Amittite, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city. But he, he ran, he fled. I want to go on, and as some of you might know the story, some of you might not, he gets on this boat, and as he gets on this boat, he goes down, he falls quick asleep down in the bottom. This boat's going out, and the waves begin to crash. Everybody begins to get fearful, like, what's going on? Like, why? Why?" They begin to cast lots. They're like, what's going on? Like, why is this boat? Who is?" Sinned, who has done a horrible thing. And, you know, they get to Jonah and they're like, it's Jonah. So they go down and they're like, hey man, like, what have you done? And he he begins to tell them, like, I've ran from the Lord. The Lord told me to go to Nineveh, but I decided to pay this fare and to come and go to Tarshish with everybody else, and I'm running from God. They said, What should we do? And he said, if you'll grab me and throw me off, throw me over this overboard, over the sea, like everything will calm. And as some of you know the story, you know, they grab him, they take him up to the edge. I can just see the wind blowing, the waves, and they throw him overboard. God had that call in his life, and it said in uh, chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. It took God. Having to throw him overboard, having to get swallowed by a fish to get his attention and say, hey, I called you to Nineveh. You're called to go there, but you're running. There's so many of us here in this place that are running from God. There's there's so many in here that could do great and mighty things for the kingdom. There's preachers in here, there's singers in here, there's a call on your life, but you're like, oh, like I'm not good enough, or who am I, or is that really like God that's calling me? That that tug that you're feeling. That's the presence of God. And he wants you to love him. He wants you to hunger after him and follow him. It says now, Jonah, in, in chapter two, it says, he prayed unto the Lord, his God, uh, out of the belly of the fish. And he cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. He said, he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice, for thou hast came, cast me into the deep, into the midst of the sea, and the flood's, compassed about me. All the billows and the waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward my holy temple. The waters compassed about me, even to the soul, to the depths compassed around about me. The weeds were wrapped about my head, and I went down to the bottom of the mountains, to the earth, with her bars were about my. Forever hast y'all, thou brought me up to my life from corruption, O Lord, my God. When my soul hath fainted within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came unto thee, unto thy holy temple. And they observed lying vanities for sake of thy own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that thou hast a vow, salvation unto the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and he, it vomited him out, Jonah upon the dry land. Chapter 3, verse 1, it says, and the, and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah a second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went out to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city with three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into it a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days' Has thou overthrown? So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed the first a fast and put on the sackcloth. So Jonah he ran from God. He got thrown out of a boat. He 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 was running from the Lord, and God called out to him a second time. Sometimes we hear the call of God in our life the first time, and we're like, "Oh, like I I don't know if that's God. I really don't know if that's 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 just me or I'm just." Maybe it was something I ate. Maybe it was just, I was just feeling something different, you know? But the cool thing is, in in Jonah chapter 1, it says he rose up and he fled from the presence of the Lord. But Jesus, or the Lord, whenever he called him, he said, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. Later on, he said, you know, go there and preach. But it wasn't until Jonah was completely submitted to God, until he was... In a hard place where he began to pray and he began to seek after God. Amen. My title is Jonah, where are you? Jonah, where are you? There's so many of us just like Jonah. And that story that I was telling you earlier about that young man who was just like you, you know, he is 12 years old, worked his way up, you know, 17 years old. Everybody was telling him, man, like the way you throw is different. You look like you're from the MLB. You know, the way you hit is different. You hit home runs, like the ball comes off your bat different. You throw harder, you throw faster. But that man was me. That was my story. That was my testimony. I had everything all lined out. But whenever I was in that church sanctuary, whenever they was preaching, hey, like I could go to the NFL, but there's more of a call on your life. That was me. I ran from God. And at the time, I didn't know what happened. I didn't know why I was running. And at that day, you know, the the coaches, they're like, oh, we want you to play for us. Just give us a call. As I walked to my truck, I got in my truck. My dad was there. He's like, well, what do you think? What did, what did they say? I said, they like me a lot. They want me to play. He's like, okay, awesome. Great. We're like, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know why in the world, but I can't do it. I didn't know at the time that I would be a preacher. I didn't know at the time that I was called to do that. And if I would have went with what the world had told me, man, like, where would I be? What would I be doing? Jonah, where are you? God's got his hand on your life. You know, I would go out to restaurants and like, hey, like I seen you on the news, like you're Ryan Lehman, right? I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like, awesome. Like, really nice to meet you, you know? It was kind of cool. It was kind of neat, you know, because, you know, is a little bit of fame, a little bit of, you know, that's that's what our world, That's that's what our heart wants, you know, but God wants us to be submitted to him. He wants us to be humble to him. He's calling. He's knocking on the door. Hey, Jonah, where are you? Jonah, like, what are you going through? When I walked away, I didn't know what I was going to be doing, and I thought I was crazy, like, I've never cried so many times in my life, like, God, like, why couldn't I go? Like, why, like, what are you doing? And I didn't know it at the time, you know, like, I had ran. I was in that service, and they're like, you know, that preacher's basically, he should have just been calling me by the name, you know. Hey, Ryan, like, you, you got a good chance. Like, you can go pro, like, you know, like, but you need to be here. But I still ran. Like, I still wanted to go. Like, I'm like, oh, I can do it. Like, oh, I'll be fine. Like, I can still pray. I can still, but no, like, where would I have been? What would have I have done? I wouldn't be right here. That's for sure. I began to seek after the Lord. I began to pray more. I began to fast more. What I didn't tell you is that senior year, every night before I would go to bed, I I was like, God, like, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to sacrifice. Like, I'm going to consecrate myself. I'm going to give you one hour of my day. I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll read 20 minutes and pray 30 or 40, you know. And I began to pray and begin to develop that relationship with God. And I got hungrier and hungrier and He got closer and closer. And I still, even at that point, didn't know why I was leaving. Then I was in another service and, you know, you hear about visions and dreams and all these things that, you know, the Bible talks about that you can have. And I'm praying like, God, give me visions. God, give me dreams. I was in a service kind of like this and like right during altar call, like I could see myself behind a pulpit preaching. I'm like, whoa like that's weird like that that's not me like i'm going crazy but god knew like i'm a visual person like you got to show me and he showed me i was up there and you know it was i wanted to go you know preach youth rallies and go to conventions and conferences and god allowed me to do that you know like through the years i've been to eight different church camps i couldn't tell you how many people i've received seen received the gift of the holy ghost as the spirit gave the utterance i couldn't tell you how many people like I've seen healed I've seen miraculous healings like I've seen people come out of wheelchairs I've seen people with deaf ears, I've seen their ears like pop open and God healed them completely i've I've had people come up with tumors, I've laid hands in the name of Jesus, and somebody with a tumor went and God healed them. That same God is the same God, Jonah, where are you? What are you doing if if I had followed after myself, like yeah, maybe I would have made it. To the MLB, maybe I wouldn't have. Like there's guys that I know who right now are they're playing in the MLB. I played against them. I played with them. Like I know of at least three guys who've made it up there. And you know, I was right there neck and neck. I feel like I would have had a good chance, but I wouldn't have got to see people get out of wheelchairs. Who cares? I could hit a grand slam in the World Series, but how much more important is a soul? How much more important is following the will of God? Amen. God is here in this place. God has his hand on your life. He has the call on your life. Will you answer it? Jonah, where are you? Jonah, where are you? You're saying, oh, you're just trying to hype me up. Or you're saying like, no, God has a word for you. God has spoke to you. God can give you dreams. God can give you visions. You can do this. You're like, oh, well, I'm just Ryan. Like, I can't do that. Like, you don't know who I am. You're like, You don't know what my family's like. You don't know what I've been through. Like, I don't have the right shoes on. I don't have the right look. God doesn't care. God cares. Jonah, where are you? He's calling out to young people here tonight. The uh, musicians can come. I I know I haven't been super long, but I believe that God has a call on your life. God knew exactly who was going to be in every seat. And I don't care if you're 12 years old. I don't care if you're, 30 years old, I don't care if you're 60 years, I don't care if you're the youngest or the oldest. God's hand is in this place. God's hand is on your life. He wants to do great and mighty things. I want to share another scripture. It's one of my favorites. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be a witness unto me in Jerusalem, and Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. If you've never got the Holy Ghost, God wants to give that to you tonight. If you do have the Holy Ghost, if you are feeling a call, like God wants to, you know, God wants to be a witness. God just doesn't give you the Holy Ghost so you can just keep it to yourself and like, oh, get the goosebumps. And oh, like, oh, I've got, I've been baptized. I've got the Holy Ghost. Like, oh, I'm going to go to heaven. Like, no, God wants you to reach the lost. There's a lost and dying world out here. There's people that you can reach that I can never reach. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost does not have an age. Anointing does not have an age at all. The Holy Ghost does not have an age requirement to say, oh, you have to be 13 to get the Holy Ghost. No. My, well, she's six years old now, but my, my little girl, my oldest, she got the Holy Ghost when she was five years old. So if you've been seeking after the Holy Ghost and you're like, oh, well, it feels weird. Like a five-year-old can get it. You can get it. I know my dad, he baptized somebody who was 93 years old. You can get it when you're young. You can get it when you're old. It doesn't matter. Jonah, where are you? He's here. He's knocking. He's calling you out. His hand is on you. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. He's stirring. Hallelujah, God. You're worthy. You're worthy. God's given me dreams. God's given me visions. God's done so many miraculous miracles that if you would have told me 10 years ago, hey, Ryan, like you're going to pray for somebody who's going to be healed, you're going to preach somewhere and somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost. You're going to lay hands on somebody in a parking lot, not in an altar, not in these four walls. Like so many times we're like, oh, well, like I can just do it at church. You can do it at your house. You can do it out in a parking lot. You can do it anywhere. God's presence and power is everywhere. The same power that you feel at Youth Congress, the same power that you feel here, the same power that is at your church. I don't care if you go to church here, if you go to church somewhere else, it doesn't matter. God's calling He's ready. He's ready. He's he's just waiting on somebody who will say, God, like, I don't want to have to go down in the belly of a a fish for three days for you to get my attention. I don't want to have to be in a car wreck for you to get my attention. I don't want to have to hit rock bottom for you to get my attention. He's here. You know, Jonah, he, he might not even known. You know, I didn't know I was called to preach whenever I walked away, whenever I gave it all up. You know, Jonah, he's just said, you know, go to Nineveh, you know, share the word. Like, I didn't know. You might not know your, your road, but God will order your steps. He'll direct your path. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll open doors that only he can open. He will blow your mind. I promise if, if you surrender your all, if you say, you know what? like I don't have much to offer, I feel inadequate, I don't feel the love of God, or I don't feel the power, like God, just use me. Touch me. Let me be the one who can lay hands on the sick. Let me be the one who can go knock on the door. Let me be the one who can go and reach the lost. Amen. Amen. I'm sure the musicians are going to sing a song here in just a second, but God's calling, Jonah, where are you? If you'll step out of faith right now, if you'll get up to your feet, if you'll come down to this altar, Jonah, where are you? Jonah, the call of God is on your life. You're gonna preach great things. You're gonna evangelize. You're gonna be a missionary. You're gonna go overseas and do great and mighty things. You're gonna sing whenever somebody gets the Holy Ghost. You're gonna lay hands on somebody when they get the Holy Ghost. You're gonna see miracles. You're gonna see signs. You're gonna see wonders. Jonah where are you don't be afraid to step out don't be afraid to say you know what it's okay God you can use me stir the gifts in this place God let the Holy Ghost move in a mighty way you are worthy Jesus oh God open the doors that need to be open God order their steps direct their path let them hear your call oh God let them answer the call to preach let them answer the call to submit to their pastor let them answer that call today God let them reach their friends let them reach their co-workers in the name of Jesus you are holy you are worthy you're worthy we've got his attention he's here he's walking through this place. I don't care if you're running, if you've been running. I don't care if you've been a minister. And and you know what? Maybe I don't minister like I used to, or maybe I don't see what I used to see. He's still calling you. He's, He's still answering. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. God wants us to consecrate to Him. God wants us to call out to Him and say, God, I'm here. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do it. Oh, God, have your way in this place. Touch every young person in this place right now. Let them hear your call. Oh, God, hear us from heaven. In the name of Jesus, you are mighty. You are worthy, Jesus. be? I'll say yeah.